Yep, this is Caesar Walker, your cool, calm, and collected one, and I'm joined by Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. All that means is that we're just freely speaking our minds, and no sound effect. You always do something different. I mean, like, yeah, we gotta switch it up. Okay. Well, I'm not always prepared. Let me live. Let me live. Anyway, guys, we wanna. (laughs) The clip is loaded. (laughs) We wanna thank you guys for listening to us. Listen, we wanna shout out all of our listeners, our tribe, if you will. Uh, If you're listening to us on Apple, please take the time out to subscribe. Comment, rank us, show us love. Let us know that you rock with us. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or Spotify, please go there and follow us as well. Um, And if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, leave a comment on those episodes that resonate with you. We know you guys have feedback. We know you guys have opinions about the topics that we discuss. So we want to hear from you guys. So please feel free to go there. If you want to reach out to us via social media, you can find us at The Tipping Point. That's T-H-A, Tipping Point, one word. Is that correct, Gat? That's correct. On IG as well as Twitter, Gatry, where can they go to find all of that at once? TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A, TippingPoint.com. Well, thank you, my friend. And let's get the show started. This is episode 48. 48. I can't think of anybody notable in the sports arena that's that war 48 but i mean we could if we thought about it uh, yeah i got time for that two episodes away from 50 they did we're, we're gonna do something big for 50 like you don't like, even you like don't come even in here and record like we did the first 48 <laughs> episodes or 49 episodes uh, it's gonna be different it's gonna be different i'm telling you man okay yeah i'm looking forward to it uh you should all right hey yeah got a question sure how are you i am now i'm doing a lot better why are you doing better? Because uh, we had some pre-production snafus. Oh, dude. Uh, you know. They don't have to know how the sauce is made. You know, and, and I'll, I'll give this to the listeners. It's like you're getting that new car and, you know, you just, you know, it's going to be fine. You get in and it's like, uh, I know this car can still be fine. Uh, I just got to, you know, work the kinks out of it. I got to get used to it. Yeah. Do you realize how funny you sound using slang? Seeing <laughs> no. that you're blackish and not black? Yeah, you know. Now okay. I know how. I guess I'll see on the I know how my kids are going to feel when they hear me talk, <laughs> listening to you. You are you are in dad mode. <laughs> dad speak. Ultimate. Your dad speak. I don't know any other way to be. Um, Fight it, yet is what I'm saying. You're still young. Speaking of recording, Walker, uh, I take a lot of time, <laughs> and um, I really am intentional about listening to some other podcasts that. Um, we connected with specifically on Instagram. Uh-huh. So um, I'm going to take a few seconds and shout out three in particular. If I'm going for it, we're going to start in Huntsville, Alabama okay. with the suburban pod. Okay. And um, this podcast is great. Uh, two friends. They know each other since middle school. Very casual conversation. Um, anyway, dope, dope. Pod. I love their setup. I love their chemistry. They are insanely dope. And then we got two stupid Virgos, super funny, and um, shout out to them for shouting us out. So um, if you need a laugh, that one's definitely a good one. And then one that's kind of climbing up the charts on my personal podcast collection is mm-hmm. uh, Let's Talk Bruh. Um, I wish I could remember the guy's name that hosted it. It's actually two guys, but um, man, they're just tackling issues that um, that kind of uh, kind of uh, what they deal with like black masculinity, if you will. 
they're bringing to the table a lot of things we as black men are afraid to talk about. And okay. they're just they're putting them there and just like, here's how I think about this. Here's how I feel about it. Boom. Gotcha. Super honest, super open. Great listen, though. Um, but yeah, so had to shout them out. Great work. I'll continue to listen. So um, one of the things I've noticed too, mm-hmm. um, being on social media and on IG, is that it, it is a bit of a community of podcasters. Yeah. And uh, seeing who's following us, who we're following, I mean, I, I like the community. Same so, here. so I'm not. A, I, I'm all for us shouting out and showing love to our fellow podcast brethren and sisters. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're here for it. Yeah. Um. All right, Walker. Uh, so my, How was your past week? It was good. My oldest, I was just about to say that, but you love to interrupt. Um, I think my, we need counseling. We who, Both of us? Both of us. Okay. Because we already know you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, my oldest, YG as you called him, uh, he started soccer this past week. All right. So Walker, this is a new experience for me. Uh, a, because this is the first sport that my oldest son has played where I have not coached in any capacity. Uh, I didn't realize how much it hurt me until we got in the car after practice. Okay. And uh, nothing against the guys that are coaching, you know, but uh, trash. That's okay. They're, they're not trash. They just do it a little different than I would, which is trash. No, it's not. I'm not the best coach. I mean, we lost some games here and there, Walker. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> what methodology here? Uh, the enthusiasm, tra- the excitement. Trash is hard. Yeah, 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 trash is harsh. But yeah, I would have been a little bit more enthused. I've been jumping around, running around, getting so the guys no, really fired. At up. no point during practice, you was like, "Come on, this is trash." No, didn't. No, Walker. Why are you? Why aren't you coaching? Okay, so here's what happened. <laughs> you gotta get, get gotta love to how the explanation starts. No, so I registered him, <laughs> and um, in the registration, there's a little there's a little point to part to where you could put like requests. Yeah. So I put um, all the I put the buddies that my son wanted. To, you know, he's the only reason he's playing because his buddies are playing. Yeah, so yeah. I put their buddies' names on there. I was like, yeah, let can if possible can watch you be on the team with these guys. And uh, under that, I was like, in all caps, <laughs> if you need any coaches. I will be happy to volunteer. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Hmm, Which rinkets? I'm sorry. This one. (laughs) (laughs) So that's essentially what I got in return. And then, you know, the emails start flowing in. Hey, your kid's registered. Hey, your your kid got on the team with such and such. You know, yeah, yeah. So I'm refreshing, looking for that email of... (laughs) By the Here, way, here's the coaches' clinic, and here's when it starts. Never came. How many coaches are there? Uh, there are two coaches. Okay, yeah. So, um, anyway, so I, I didn't get to coach, and I kind of had. I thought I had dealt with that, but mm. when I got to the practice walk, more so disappointed. Yeah, and I was like, man, I'm really not going to coach these guys. So they're not. It's not that they were trash. You just really would have loved to have had the opportunity. Yeah, and you know, I um, I talked to a, a friend of mine who. Uh, she was telling me like this is actually going to be good for you Ronnie you know and I was like what are you talking about <laughs> no it was like well this you get to exercise a new muscle as she called it uh, I think it's like an emotional muscle is what she meant <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry continue <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but I get to I get to stand back and I have to I have to allow YG to be coached by someone else and just see how he does. Because mm. one thing she helped okay. me to realize was he can either a do a lot better without you coaching 
or B, do a lot worse. But you got to be ready for each one of those. And I was like, I have never thought about that before. And you want them to do better without you, of course. Yeah, deep down I do. Deep down I want him to. Yeah. But on surface level, no. I want him to do terrible, and then I want to be the difference that makes him a better soccer player. Does that make any sense? It's selfish, and I don't like that. But that's what my it's honest. That's, yeah, that's what my flesh is wearing. It's honest. It's part. It's part of why I, you know took it so harshly uh, after practice. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I have a theory about it. If you don't, it, can I go for it? So, <laughs> in assessing the optics of the soccer league my son is in. We um, are vast minority. Uh, we are probably no. <laughs> we are probably the smallest minority. <laughs> um, there are even three Hispanic kids <laughs> on my son's team. Mm. So um, there's only one African American on his team, and that includes him. Right. <laughs> but um, right. but no, I just I just look at everything and I develop this theory on on the way on the way into work on Friday, and I think about basketball and baseball in particular. Uh, there were, you know, I, I volunteered to coach every time he plays these, but it was just like, even after that, there was still a grave need for more coaches, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like in soccer, the need is not, not near that level. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think that has a lot to do with demographics. Okay. Um, basketball, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they're saying no. they don't need Negroes coaching soccer. Yeah, you have to put you have to you, have, you were direct with them, but that was that's what, that's essentially what I'm tiptoeing around. We're good, black guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you to teach us about soccer? You're not Pele. <laughs> you know, like is Pele even black? You know, like, I'm so glad you got. I was wondering were you making your way around? Yeah, I'm, I'm tap dancing Walker, but yeah, Why you, are you just, tap dance, land the plane. I don't, you know, you're clear. To, you're clear to land. I know Walker, but you see what I mean, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I just compared the two the two um, situations, and I was like, huh, I wonder if that has something to do with it. You never know. You, There's nothing going to say it. Hey, listen, we can only we can only we can only. You know, reason and, and wonder what the real reason is. Right, right. But that was a thought I had. So interesting. Um, so to you, Walker, and our listeners, um, stay tuned for soccer status from my oldest this season. So uh, it should be interesting. <laughs> how many? Like, I guess how long? How many games are we talking? It's ten weeks. Ten. Wow. Yeah. And excuse me, nine. We had an odd number of teams. Games so everybody gets a buy. Yeah, Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Yeah, it should be fun. He's enjoying it. I, I didn't even harp on that. Um, I actually got to pick up his cleats when we get done here. Um, this is going to be an interesting experience for you because I'm trying to figure out what kind of parent are you going to be. That's that's it. That's it, Walker. Like I don't know. On, on Thursday, I was are very. Are you going to be? I think you're going to be. You're going to be a lot. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But you, I don't. I, I have to disagree with you here, Walker, because okay. as have a lot is relative. But go ahead. Well, being that I've coached mm-hmm. before, you were a lot then. I was, but I got to I got to deal with parents, so I'm sensitive to that. Knowing the shoes that these coaches are in now, so you've I dealt with be. needy parents. Yeah. You've dealt with parents. Yes. Who, yes. So you yes. seen you seen yes. the whole spectrum. Yes. You seen All the whole it. spectrum. All of it. Okay, that's fair. Why don't you play my kid more? That's fair. That's fair. So, so I, and I guess what I mean is you're going to be not so much as interfacing with the coach and demanding certain things. I'm just looking at you when YG does something great on the field. How are you going to? Re- yeah, that's what I mean. Dude, I'm gonna you're going to you're going to be mind. cartwheels and everything. When's, it, when's, it, when's your first game? 
It is this coming up Saturday. You coming? No. I know. It's way before you wake up. What time is it at 10? 9 a.m., dude. Really? Walker, you, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm up by then. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay. Just because I don't wake up at 4.30 like you and the other people over age 60 doesn't mean that I don't get up early in the morning. Just saying. Rise and shine, Walker. <laughs> You've already had breakfast. It's almost lunchtime by the time I wake up. <laughs> Stomach's growling What's at this 8. This guy do it over there. <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, so it, it'd be interesting, man. We'll see. So you asked me um, a question. Sure. Um, last, was it? Friday, this is a new week. We're recording on a Sunday. Right. We were doing our, I guess, we just had a conversation because I think we actually talked yesterday. But on Friday, you made mention to me about a question I asked you when we were colleagues or coworkers at a, at a place of employment. Remember yeah. what that question was? I yeah. laughed hysterically. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you were asking... I don't know a simple way to ask it, but... Go ahead. You, land the plane. You're cleared for landing. You... Essentially, you were asking, how are you the way you are being a child of two HBCU parents? Okay. So here's where that question came from, right? <laughs> During the reason why me and Gatry have gotten cool the way we have gotten is that we start talking about football, right? I was a big, big Auburn fan. You were or you are? Are. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, at, I'm saying were in past tense because when we were at work, ah, we would discuss it. Taking this back. Okay. Um, so I'm an Auburn, Auburn fan, Auburn alum, you big time Bama fan. Yeah. We would talk about that. Right. Every now and again, there was be this event in October called the Magic City Classic. Correct. Right. Yeah. Which involves two HBCU schools. Right. And I would always ask you, Gad, are you interested in the classic? And you would respond by saying, Coca-Cola classic? What is it? What is this guy talking about? And would turn his nose at the idea, <laughs> at the entire idea of it, right? So that's what led to that question. It was like, uh, how could you, being like your parents attended HBCUs, how could you be that anti? Okay. Nah, that's where that question nah. came and, from. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not even anti. I grew up going to the classic. Yeah, like you know, so. What's the energy? Some of our for? close friends are Alabama State grads, so I, I they never would come understood to town. the energy. It was, it was like a thing. I, don't, I never understood the energy. You, you know, can say I'm just, not going. I'm not so. I just you're just so black. Like I just at <laughs> that point it was just me? like <laughs> even then I was that black. Yes, and it would just wear on me. I just I don't. What under, do you I don't mean? You were just you were too black. Like no, I, I was not. If I was too black then, <laughs> I'm OD now. Hey, your words, not mine. But I don't know. It's just like, is it? I don't. I don't <laughs> what think. What do you it, mean? I was too black. It never fit the narrative. It never fit the. What narrative. are you talking about? It never fit the narrative. Like we, we would be, we would be having hardcore like D one college football talk, you know, centered around Bama <laughs> and Auburn. And you're like, hey, what about the classic? Like, what guy? What what channel are you on? What's wrong with the classic? There's nothing in it itself. There's nothing wrong with the classic. I'd be a hypocrite to say something was wrong with the classic, right? Uh-huh. But it's just like I just I don't think it, it to me. I didn't know how to how it's to like, articulate the fact that it didn't really fall into the narrative because I compartmentalized you, Walker. I did. 
that's why it was so hard for us to start talking about other things. Because when you came around, it was like, oh, it's time for college football talk, and I've got a one-up walker. I'm, I'm, my ears are open to nothing else. Because I had a hard time with you, those rare occasions, you actually came to talk about work. I'm like, dude, shut up. Do you know who we play this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it just me being honest, you know? Okay. So I was a lot younger then. So, I mean, hey. Does that I make even, any sense? Yes. And, and, and that conversation came from an article that you forwarded me. Yes. Um, from Jam- one Jamel Hill, yes. formerly of ESPN, who you have a tremendous amount of respect for. I have a tremendous <laughs> amount of respect for. Um, I had to say that before you. Before no, 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 no. I'm just trying to, am I hypocritical? For having a well, no, I was younger then. I was younger then. You was younger then. Okay, you okay. was younger then. I don't but know we if were, I would have been as open to Jamel Hill then. Think so? Because Walker, think about it again. If you were too <laughs> black for me then, imagine Jamel Hill. What is too black? <laughs> Walker, you live on the west side. Oh Jesus. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. It was just too much for me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, then, and then when we talk in depth and I explain to you like my life, you just could not relate. <laughs> that you play golf <laughs> voluntarily by it. yourself. <laughs> and that I wake up at 3 a.m. waiting for the man to deliver the milk. Yeah, like, I mean. And read the paper. Like, you had no idea. The paper is a joke, but. Yeah. That was a good And that the milk, too. Right, right. And the milk, too. But it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you made me feel like I but was dude, a black do you reali- But do you realize. I did? Yes. Hence your question. How are you a product of two HBCU parents? Dude, you. Th- dude. And then I felt like I had to justify because I had to yeah. school you. was like, man, you, you don't understand. Yeah. I grew up going to the classic. I grew up going to uh, Tuskegee's homecoming. Like these are things that were just part of my, my are childhood. Are you going to the classic? Classic? <laughs> What's that? No, real football is being It's <laughs> like, oh my God. But <laughs> it's, it's not a bad point because you don't, you don't even go to the classic for football. I sit there and watch the games. I do. I do. I do. I do. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm watching it with my father, and we watch games together. You're not breaking down schemes that are being played. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But if I paid money to go to the game, I'm going to take in the whole... You're more more like me than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. Because I, at you're times not, you're not telling. But the here's truth. The, you're not telling. What the do truth. you mean, Walker? You you are an extremely fashionable guy, and we've talked about this. I don't care about that. Not now. You got to rewind back to then. Okay, so we speak, we're speaking in light of then. Unless unless you want to take it to present day, if you do, we have my nothing thing to is, talk about. But, but my thing. Okay, so so let's talk about then. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about myself now. That's okay. fair. Okay. So even back then, no, I didn't care about the game, but I cared about the classic. Yeah, you cared about everything that was culturally the tailgating, culture, the halftime show, culture, seeing people that I know, culture, all of that, and the offensive schemes. No, thank you. That's my that. whole point. So why were so you? Why didn't you care? It was it was it was it was either football I, I schemes, think, <laughs> offense, or or bust. Again, I compartmentalized you. And okay, we had, we had these in depth talks about <laughs> football, spe- specifically college football. And then you want to bring the classic out here that really isn't even football? I thought we were friends. 
we were. But you, were again, <laughs> you put me in a box. I was younger than Walker. You okay. were you were my nemesis. <laughs> I really was. You don't understand how many nights I left work pissed. <laughs> understand like you you, you were still there at night <laughs> you didn't even leave at five did he say that <laughs> we calm down so i go to my wife i used to take i wasn't even married at the time i wasn't married at the time i, was, I think i was dating but i mean oh my god it's I, hilarious i i would take that stuff home and i would like just stew over it <laughs> he really thinks miami's gonna be georgia i mean virginia tech who i mean does he does you know who Ja'Cory Harris is? So Gantry and I used to do this thing <laughs> on Fridays. We would do predictions. Right. And I forgot about this. Like, now they just came really? up. Oh, yeah. We got to the point where if I didn't talk to him face-to-face on Friday, we would text each other our predictions. <laughs> and I could And lambast <laughs> each other over. We picked, what, 10 games? 10 games. It was almost like college game day. <laughs> and towards the end of college game day, how they do their predictions, we would do that. Right. And if one pick was off, <laughs> we lit into each other. What do you mean Georgia Tech spread option? Spread, <laughs> triple option is going to win. Like, who cares? Dude, the Monday mornings, Walker. Some of the Monday mornings should be the longest walk from the parking deck. Because I'm like, Walker's going to jump out of the bush <laughs> and tell me how bad my pick was and all this Dude, I used to, I used to walk, I used to walk like with, I mean, uh, what do you call it? head on a swivel? Like I was looking for you. I was like, I know he's kept out ready. Gotcha. Cause you wouldn't text me, Walker. You would let me stew. Like you knew the stuff was going on. Okay. You would let me stew like all day Sunday. Cause I didn't, we didn't care about NFL, but you would let me stew all day Sunday. You wouldn't text, and I, I'm definitely not gonna text you. Not after I eat crow. No way. You gonna let it fester? Yeah. I know where he'll be Monday. That's why you would call me diabolical. Yes. Hilarious. I, and I feel so shameful for calling you that because I never <laughs> looked up what that meant. Yeah. Gee whiz. You could be further away from that. that. I told you you were wrong for calling me diabolical. <laughs> but of course. Care. But of course. You're right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you are what you are. <laughs> we even brought, I even brought up the whole HBCU comment because of Jamel Hill. Though. Yes. Yeah. Um, she posted, and it was a it was a long read, but it was a good read. Yes. Um, talking about athletes should go to HBCUs or take take their talents to HBCUs as opposed to the PWIs, the big institutions that they're accustomed to going to. Right, right. right. Great read. You said it to me first. It resonated with you. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um. Walker, th- there were there were stats galore, okay, in in this article, right? I, I'm I'm not gonna be able to quote them verbatim, but I will give to you, um, in a general light, the impact of those stats. Okay, did you pay any pay any attention to the percentage numbers of African American males, e- even non athletes, right, that are actually graduating mm-hmm. from these schools upon which the athletes are putting it all on the line week after week. Right. Dude, it was like less than 8%. Yeah. Um, they, Very she, low. Yeah. She, she harped on this, this gentleman whose name I cannot remember who, um, got recruited to play at Oklahoma state basketball. 
mm-hmm. and um, it didn't work out. He got kicked out for disciplinary reasons, and yeah, he went to yeah, an HBCU yeah, after yeah, that. And he talked yeah. about how at home he felt. Mm-hmm. Walker, these are things. These are things I never stopped to think about. But um, thinking big picture about this article, it <sighs> presents the fascination of the thought or theory of what if these marquee players, African American players flooded the hallways of HBCUs and not the PWIs as we like to call them. Right. Um, Walker, it's a conversation or a thought that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, even even day, dating back to our years of having our, our debates. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I've got close friends who uh, want better of me, who kind of encourage me to think like this. But, um, but Walker, you, it, and I hate to say it, Walker, but it really boils down to money. Sure. All right. So we know what these, um, we know what your Alabama, I'm just going to be honest. We know what your Alabama's, your, your SEC schools, we, we know what kind of checks they're, they're cashing at the end of said season or whatever sport, Absolutely. right? It's, Absolutely. it's insane. I mean, they were, they reported on a yearly. Yeah. What the athletic department brought in. But to know, I think it was $146 million that Alabama's football team mm-hmm. bought in, bought in back in 2014, which yeah. I don't even think was a championship <clears throat> year for Bama. Mm-hmm. To know that that number was more than just about every HBCU's endowment. Right. It just, it presents to scale what we're dealing with here. Right. And knowing that it's coming on the backs of majority black people. Walker, it, I mean, it's an issue that it, it makes it a good thing to kind of conceptualize and think about. And, and, and I love the, I love the number she brought out uh, how the percentage of black people who are in who make up the population of that school versus the number of athletes yes. on the team Good. and how the money that they to have these comp football complexes, these practice facilities, the stadiums, all these things that wow recruits when you bring them in on recruiting trips, they earn that because of what these athletes are doing and they're not getting paid anything right. in return for it. Absolutely. And so it, it's a machine now is what it is. I think that's a great way of putting it. It is a machine, and, it, and it's hard to turn a machine off once it's going. Yeah. It really is. Um, I always thought that. I mean, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope, and I agree. Let me ask you this. Do you agree with Jamel on that? How do you feel about her? Because it's, it's, it's a provocative suggestion. Do, do I agree that it's an issue, or do, do I agree do with Do you agree the- what athletes should do? Because I think that's what her su- suggestion was: is that athletes should, should leave should go mass. to HBCUs. What? How do you feel about that? Yes, overall, yeah, yeah. I, I I would have to say I agree. Okay. Even though realistically, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening in my lifetime. Sure, we're not going there, right? Okay. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, you just, I mean, you just talk about the potential impact you mm-hmm. have. Think about it, Walker. Um, I think of Miles College, who is our closest in proximity right. you know, in terms of HBCUs. Um, I, I think about the area surrounding Miles College. Now, you take you take um, insert five star uh, running back here, and let's say something spontaneous or crazy happens, and he decides I'm going to sign at Miles College. Mm-hmm. You know, college there. <clears throat> think about all the attention that Miles gets. Think about all the money. Think about I mean because. Cause you know ESPN's bringing their truck in. Can I do you one better or sure. an example? Well, I want to say better, but sure. you remember when Isaiah Crowell, Georgia recruit, who years back he was a big. I don't know if he was five star, but he was a big time running back. Went to Alabama State. So went to ASU. And how I saw that him brought play. that brought a lot of attention you to could, ASU. You, could, you couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if 
three or four of those recruits decide they want to go there. But 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 back to my point and thinking of Miles and in particular the area surrounding sure. it. Sure. You get this type of momentum centered around Miles. Who knows what happens to that immediate area that it's sitting in the middle of? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, in terms of economics, right? Here, here's how I feel about it. Okay. Here's how I feel. To your point, let's build on that point right there. Okay. For one, I agree. I think that athletes should if 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 the if you're going to get if people are going to make money off of you. Right, your 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 athletic talent, your ability, what you produce on Saturdays. I'm all for you making sure that it goes back into your community as opposed to someone else's community. Sure. Let's look at Auburn. Let's look at Tuscaloosa. To your point, Tuscaloosa is a city, right? Mm-hmm. Big city, right? It doesn't all revolve around. Alabama as much as we want to believe there's other aspects you can go other places in Tuscaloosa you don't see Alabama right right but we know anything around that campus is impacted because of that university yeah same thing for Auburn right right? you look at the I went back to Auburn last year I mean you go down to Tuscaloosa all the time for games right you can tell they're constantly building stuff new businesses are going in and out of that place right like it, the economy around that col- that college that university booms because of what happens on Saturdays right correct right imagine if we did that for Miles College mm. and what that would do to the economy around that area what kind of businesses would go there now here's the thing that we don't <clears throat> it's kind of human nature and I think as a community we have to fight we we want to see the best form of entertainment right right yeah it's a reason why we don't we only look at the nba and perhaps not the wnba or the the development league or, or better yet it's a reason we go to the classic and we don't care about the outcome of the football game right we care more about the battle of bands and oh and what is she wearing tailgating all types of stuff right right we want to see entertainment at the best level. Well, the reason why we want to see that is because the best talent is there, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is, is we're not putting into our kids, you are going to an HBCU, right? We're putting into the kids' heads is, you have to get to the NFL or NBA. And this school is your best chance of getting there, not an HBCU per se, Right? Even in our paraphernalia, when we look at the when we look at the paraphernalia we rock, I have more. I don't have a lot of it, but I, I don't have a lot of HBCU gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like okay. we don't we don't like. I think that's why it's so dope when we watch like shows like Martin and the Cosby Show and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right? How they were rocking? They were walking around with Howard. They were rock, they were rocking Tuskegee stuff proudly. Like they were rocking HBCU paraphernalia like we rock the Lakers. Uh, paraphernalia, right. how we rock Alabama and Auburn and, and these other big, uh, you know, organizations and, and universities. Right. And that thing, the thing about the schools is that you're rocking much more than a sports team. That's the university that you're advertising. Right. And I think it's important that we understand is that we have to have pride. Even if we didn't attend those schools, we need to have pride in our HBCUs because that's where a large group of us are being educated. Sure. You know what I mean? And so I think when we begin to develop that pride and we start putting money because where, where our money's going, that's where we'll send our kids. Right. 
So when we start putting money into Miles, we start putting money in ASU and AM and, and Tuskegee and these HBC. Dude, I look at the the horror story is Stillman College. I look oh. at Stillman College. Dude, they lost their football team a few years back. Yeah, I mean, I they're they're just financially struggling. Like the in our in I have a small group. Uh, we haven't met in a while, but for like young newlywed couples, and there's a couple. Uh, one of the girls she graduated from actually a few people in our group graduated from Stillman, and she's telling me now for homecoming, she goes and went in the winter seasons like January, February for like basketball. That's like that's like their homecoming oh, wow. now. Yeah. Blocks away is one of the most well-oiled machines you'll find in this world, right? And you have black people all around the Tuscaloosa area. How many? How many people are rocking Alabama stuff versus how many people? You know what I'm saying? Good point. And again, it's just human nature. We attach ourselves to what's big and what's popular, right? How many people you saw rocking Golden State Warriors jerseys over the past few years, right? We want to. My son. We weren't rocking those when Tim Hardaway was playing with them. Well, I had a, I had a Chris Webber. You had a Chris Webber? Yeah, I had a C Webber. Well, you were collecting jerseys. But I'm just saying, you wasn't a fan no. of Golden State. No. Right? No. So I'm just what I'm saying. We attach ourselves, and what we'll end up doing is supporting these institutions when we should take a different approach of supporting our own schools. And I think when we get in that mindset, it's not a crazy thought to our to our kids when we say, hey, you need to look into FAMU as opposed to Oregon. Like one of the kids. Yeah, who, Kevin Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a crazy thought now. Right. Like he really gives it consideration now. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it starts it starts with us first instead of the kids to me. That's true. I think. And and, and I agree. And, you know, I'm taking it back. And, and I think part of the issue is is this very acute approach upon which we believe our kids can excel. Like we, we box yeah. them in to say, okay, you're, you're okay at basketball. That's going to be your way out. Right. You know, it starts with education by saying, well, no, I mean, <laughs> you are okay at basketball, but have you thought about this? Have mm-hmm. you seen the longevity that this career provides? Right. Everybody's thinking pie in the sky with NBA and NFL and right. millions of dollars get dropped. But, you know, Walker, you and I know the percentages of all college students across the spectrum, very minimal of those who really get that shot to I do that. I think people who, I think the chances of hitting the lottery are better. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it, it goes back to education. Like, how, how are we how are we, we re-educating the black population? But right. it goes back to your point of the emphasis and the impact and the importance of an HBCU because I believe that is the oasis of that education. Absolutely. Think about it, Walker. Um, in Jamel Hill's article, she she flipped it and took it outside of athletics and she harped on the percentages of judges, doctors, mm-hmm. attorneys right. coming and from where they, HBCU. And where they came from. Absolutely. Polarizing Absolutely. data here, Absolutely. Walker. Absolutely. You That's got, what I'm saying. And so we have to take pride in that. Yes. We have to take pride in that. Yes. And, and having a wife that's an HBCU grad that is, you know, a, a, a physician, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I mean, that's part of it. Right. You know, because, you know, thankfully, I got two boys now that look up to her mm-hmm. and say, oh, well, this is what mommy did. This is what mommy's doing. This is how we're living. It's not bad. Right. Why can't I do the same thing? Right. You know, but right. to your point, 
it's 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 more glamorous to to be a draft pick in the NBA. It's not glamorous to to pass your boards and you know like and we got and we got to evolve. We got to grow. Yeah, we we got to grow that. up beyond that. Absolutely, like it, it's pie in the sky is yeah. what is really what it is when you when you think about it. Even how we tell our kids how you know we never encourage our kids to come back to the communities that they grew up in and make it better. And then there's that. You got to think about yeah. it. We have like our generation college heavy, right? Working middle, strong middle class, but we're scattered, right. right? Think about the sense of community that, hey, I'm in this, I'm part of this HBCU and look what it's doing for the community around right, us. Right. Look at people who a little bit older than me, who look like me coming back, starting businesses and and taking like, they're spending their, they're keeping their money in these neighborhoods and it's booming. Yeah. I wanna be a part of that. Like right. when, you, when you create that machine and when you have athletes coming in and it's booming, because think about it, like you to your point, you wanted to get you wanted to talk about the the Missouri football team yeah, and the yeah. power that they have, even though they're not making money per se, they're generating a lot of the revenue. Right. So if wherever they go, that's where everyone goes. Right. Right. So if we decide we're not playing, it's amazing how Missouri figured out whatever those issues were at that time. Like that got resolved really quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, to the listeners who may not be aware, uh, there's a situation with Missouri's football team two, two, three, maybe it's four years four ago. Four years ago, something yeah, like that. To, to where um, they they were protesting against. I I forgot the cause. I meant to look this up. God, I'm sounding random. I don't remember. But, I don't remember either. But um, it the the uh, whatever was being protested started on campus, and then whoever was organizing on campus got the attention of uh, a faction of football players and there was a hunger strike i mean it was a big deal that like there were kids across campus just not eating on purpose for whatever cause this was Mm -hmm. but but the the emphasis that walker was talking about that we want to put on is once once that once that effort once that movement made its way to the football team and the football team said you know what we're hunger striking as well but also we're not going to play in any football games until this gets uh, rectified. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting you start getting ESPN showing up on campus. You get CNN showing up on campus, all because of the power and the fl- influence of the football team, which at that time was majority black. Right. So it just it, again in in speaking in terms of the power that these athletes have, that I don't think they always realize. Um, you know, you you take that power, Walker, that same power that says, "Oh, we're thinking about not playing." But you shift it, you you bring that you bring that p- same power and you reverse the influence and you drop it on the HBCU campus. You're going to get attention on a national scale, absolutely. Because if that's where the good football is being played, that's where everybody's going to show up. It's right. a, it's I mean, and it goes for any sport, or well, it really just goes for football and basketball. But um, but yeah, so uh, that that was the point of Missouri. Football it was that against was it was about. against racism, and I think. Um, yeah, I think it was something with their university president resigned over some some uh, issue. Yeah, to step you're down. right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So it, and Walker, that it, can, can I pivot slightly, but still stay in the same umbrella? You know, in, in speaking on the importance of uh, comfort to our to our black males in particular, and our black females for for that matter. You, th- you think about you think about an average college football Saturday at Bryant Denny in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. okay? And because I've I've walked it, Walker, I've seen it. Right. Um, you're walking down what they call frat row or fraternity row, right? And only God knows what you're going to see from a banner perspective perspective hanging from these houses. 
You're going to see Confederate some flags. Dis, there's been yes. some disrespectful stuff on these college Dude, campuses. And, and, and not, forget Bama. Right. We know they got it, but yeah. Auburn has had its fair share too. But think about, because you, you see it and you're just like, if you're me, you're thinking, dang, that's messed up. But this is this is part of the part of what it is to live in Alabama, I guess. But I've never stopped until I read this article. I've never stopped to think, how was that black athlete feeling? Because you know they got to be seeing the same stuff, if not worse. Yeah, they hear they hear things. Of course, they hear and see things. If if not that, they hear and see things. Yeah. Um. He, here's what I want to propose. I want to propose something. Okay. For 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 you and I and our listeners. You have a professional football team, right? <laughs> if you want to call them that. I have a professional laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> call it what you want, okay. right? Yeah. Um, I don't think you have a basketball team. You have a college football team, right? Yes. You have a college basketball team, right? Absolutely. All right? These are teams that you've adopted. Yeah. Right? You didn't get a degree from either one of these schools. No. These are teams that you like. Correct. We need to do the same for HBCUs. Mm. We need to adopt an HBCU. Okay? Okay. Um, this HBCU that we adopt, we support them financially. We purchase paraphernalia, just like we purchase Auburn and Bama paraphernalia. Sure. We, we support this HBCU. We figure out a way and, and I don't want to kind of work out how we do this, but we, whatever team that we support, we actually send money to the school. It ain't gotta be a large sum. It could be something. It can be something yeah. like Start the trend, and the, this is coming from two guys who who went to predominantly white inst- institutions, right? Right. I'm saying let us support our HBCUs. Okay. Let's pick. Let's adopt an HBCU. I don't think you're asking too much here. And support them. Let's buy their paraphernalia and support these institutions. Okay. That's what I, that I think we should do, and I think this will be a great opportunity for us to set the example mm-hmm. because we can talk about athletes all day long. But if action. we can get people to start supporting these HBCUs, and we get them to start rocking their gear, and it's not a game day, it's not a classic. You're wearing their mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. And people see, oh, you went to state? No, I didn't go to state. I just rock with them. I just rock with them. Yeah, I think that's dope. I do too. I think that's I like so that dope. Walker. I just think you, we, you and I. I don't know if we do it today or what, but we need to select. I know it's tempting for you to select Tuskegee. It's tempting for me. To I was thinking more Xavier, but Xavier, yeah, you can do Xavier. Xavier's in our house. I you mean, do Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about Stillman just okay. because my heart goes out to them. Sure. Um, but yeah, let, that's something that I I want to propose, and I want us to revisit this. Okay. I want us to do this. I'm so serious about this. Okay. Like annually, we donate. X amount of dollars a year. And I'm saying it doesn't have to be a lot, but if we can get our tribe to get involved with this, if we can yeah. get other people listening to support our own, because we all we got at the end of the day, if we start the trend of this, then we can begin to think about what that does for your sons. Yeah. To see you rock rocking that. Xavier and you rock your mom rocking HBCU stuff. Right. It puts in their mind. Xavier is kind of cool. Yeah. Now it's weaved into their head. But I think I want to go to an HBCU now. Right. Now we don't have to ask them to make this great sacrifice because they've our kids are growing up seeing us support HBCUs already. Absolutely. It's not a foreign concept to them. Right. That makes sense? Oh yeah. So I, I want to do that. Gotcha. That's just that's my proposal. That's why I've been I've been holding on to that thought for a week. 
but I want us to do that. I accept the challenge, Walker. Okay. Cool. HBCU challenge. Yeah. I like that. Cool. More details like to follow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, let's transition. Okay. Walker, um, I know you're thinking, what has Gatrick out of his sleeve now? Um, oh, what I-, I know you stay scheming. Shout out to Drake and, and Rick Ross. <laughs> we mentioned before this recording, <laughs> ironically. Um, but Walker, uh, I brought something to you, man. Um, it's something that's award-winning. Um, you know, the people... Thank you, the, Casties. <laughs> the people on the outside <laughs> reduce it to being a segment of sorts, but I consider it to be a movement. What am I talking about, Walker? I'm talking about the discuss or trash. It's like, as soon as I say it, people just come out of the woodworks getting excited about it, you know? I see them. I see you guys. So, um, Thank we, you. We, we, we're here. We see you, okay? Yeah. So, um, without further ado, let's get into it, Walker. And for those who are listening for the first time, Discuss or Trash is our way of just covering the past week's top segments, top stories. We determine or not if we care or not by saying we want to discuss it or trash. Correct. So, well, yeah. What well you got? There, What's on the sir. docket? Uh, okay, leading us off, we have a gentleman by the name of Alvin Kennard. This is some local information yeah, right this, here, this right? Is, local this, stories. This is home. This is right down the street for us. Okay. Um, but to give you a brief, uh, I guess, brief introduction, I guess, yeah. uh, Alvin was recently released from prison uh, after serving 32 years wow. on a $50 robbery charge. Come again? Sorry? $50 robbery charge. Yes, 30, 32 years. Uh, Walker, I ask you, discuss or trash? Let's discuss this. Okay. So um, we're not going to get into the details of what Mr. Kennard did and when he did it. We're just going to focus on what it is. Okay. okay? Um, yeah, he, he, he owned up to the fact that he did rob somebody for $50. Okay, so where, where you're having difficulty and I'm having difficulty is trying to compute how does that... Um, result in thirty a thirty two year sentence, right? And he was he was actually he was actually like seeking, no parole, no just, parole, no. He was actually seeking more time than that. It was just he got and this is shout out worthy actually, but he got the attention some kind of way of attorneys who took the case and was like, okay, come on, uh, Jefferson County. We, we can do better than this, right? You Seriously. know, I think he's learned his lesson. You Seriously. know, <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, unfortunately, Mr. Kennard was a um, he was a victim. I had to say victim because he did do the crime. But uh, the, this three strikes narrative that you've heard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had priors, of course, um, you know, some some even worse than this. So, yeah, I, I get it. you got to teach him a lesson. But um, again, I can't get over 32 years. Walker. I mean, you can make an example of somebody, but 32 32 years. I, I, I just can't get it. But as I've talked to you before, unfortunately, Walker um, in Alabama and even locally in Jefferson County, this is just another another um, another situation in our jacked up legal system. Black lives do matter. I mean, my goodness, like I, you I guess you have to ask, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What's the goal? Are, is, is the objective to just throw us away for good? You know what I mean? And that's why I lead with saying Black Lives Matter because I'm like, okay, are we really trying to rehabilitate these people? Because you got to think about it. $50. I think you can rehab from that. Right. I, you have people who are who are, who are CEOs and business owners and engineers and doctors who've stolen more. 
than that, right? Like, what are we doing? Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, 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 I'm glad, kudos to the doctor, I mean, not doctors, but the lawyers for stepping in and and doing the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing. This is nonsense. And I'm happy he's back home, and God bless him. I mean, Lord knows. But, you know, Walker, me being a huge mental health advocate, yeah. where do you start with this? I don't know. Goodness gracious. I don't. I don't Ooh. have answers for that. I mean, we see what, what it did with, with, with Colleague Browder. Yeah. And he wasn't in jail 30, 32 years. Right. You know what I mean? So I, who knows? But I'm glad he's out. Yeah, same here. There's some hope. Right. But, yeah, it's it's... Again, I think that's a prime example of how we need to reevaluate the laws um, in our legal system in this state and across this country. Man. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, next up, we're keeping it Alabama. We're going to go go down south to Tuscaloosa. And um, I have Jamie Riley. Uh, Mr. Riley was uh, the former University of Alabama assistant VP slash dean of students. Walker, uh, he he has recently, or as of this past week, has stepped down mm-hmm. when um, some tweets of his surfaced that contained what some people deem to think uh, racial, racially sensitive material. Uh, discuss or trash? Let's discuss this. Okay. Um, so, Walker, we, you know, cancel culture and uh, this whole statute of limitations thing is like a, a resonating heartbeat of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Um, here we have here we have unique situation where it seemed to have potentially backfired. Um, Mr. Mr. Riley, Mr. Riley had some tweets a few years back in the height of this. Uh, think about the Colin Kaepernick police brutality era, which I mean we're still in, but when it was getting major press, um, he equated uh, police brutality to black men to the American flag and was able to draw some lines of correlation. Um, by way of a tweet that didn't really resonate with people until three or four years after the fact. Right. Cause I guess now that he's in a situation of power, if you will, um, he's going to go into the microscope and in the, and considering the cancel culture we're in now that that precedes, you know, the, the job you were in last year, we're going back and we're looking at everything you have on social media. Right. And we're going to look and find something that we think, um, could be a cause for concern and we're going to rally behind it. So that, that's just where we are. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Riley was a victim of this. Um, what, what do you think Walker? So Breitbart actually published this. It was, okay. a stu- they're, they're like kind of a right wing media, so oh. to speak. And they basically put out a story about him and they are the ones who exposed his previous tweets. Okay. Right. So an example of one of his tweets is the American flag. This is this is this is uh, Jamie Tweedy. The American flag represents a systemic history of racism for my people. Riley tweeted in September 2017, um, according to the screenshot that uh, that's on the Breitbart article. Police are a part of that system. Is that hard to see the correlation? Um, I think later, I think the following month. <laughs> he tweeted about white people judging racism, especially if they don't experience it themselves. He tweets, I'm baffled about how the first thing white people say is that's not racist when they can't even experience racism. Riley tweeted, according to Breitbart. Now, those tweets 
led to this quote unquote mutual parting of ways from Riley and the university. But you, you have to, you could see how that can get under the skin of people who can't relate to what he's saying. For a lot of black people, they're like, show me the lie for a lot of black people. Sure. And when you talk about racism, you're talking about a system. You're talking, it's bigger than just someone saying something racist to you or whatever. It's for a lot of people, the flag has represented different things because if, if you're, if you're talking about an idea or a concept, but there's a disconnect between the idea versus reality, I'm going to look at that flag that symbolic, that symbolic thing of, of freedom, I'm going to look at it a little differently. Sure. Um, and if I'm not experiencing it, I'm going to have some resentment mm. towards it and towards the ideals of it. Now, granted, hey, living in this country is better than living most other places, but if our idea is this is what the idea of what this nation is, then what's going on? All right. And and I feel like to to getting back to your point, um, we got to keep the same energy. If we're going to go back and uncover a lot of people's tweets who are in high positions, it, does it stop and end with Mr. Jamie Wiley? Mm, come on now. Right? Come on. You mean, so what you're telling me, University of Alabama, is he's the only one who's tweeted some suspect stuff. Or, and we talked about it last week, but look at our own governor. Yeah. Who some some pictures of her doing blackface were uncovered recently. Come on now. Are the come on. Are the, re, come are on. the results the same as far as outcome here, come Walker? On. Come on. Cause see, my thing is, do we do, is this and we've talked about this in the past. Do we really want to do this? Mm. Do we really want to start going back and, and and uncovering people's dirt? I'll speak on behalf of Alabama. <laughs> No, we really do not want to do this. Okay. Well, okay. We, we want to, but we don't want to keep the same energy. Right. 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 So, yeah. I didn't know if you had anything else to add there, no, but that, I that mean, was well put, Walker. Anyway, what All else? Right. What else? We oh, let's let's get to some more serious uh, topics. Nicki Minaj uh, wants to. <laughs> what? She wants so, Walker, to. Walker, you're you're breaking up. What did you just say? I said. Nikki Minaj. You know about her, right? Your homeboy loves her. Drake. I love Nikki Minaj. Huh? Remember that lyric? I can't can't deal with Your boy loves her? Why do you not love her? She's not OVO. So? He loves her. No? Still nothing? More crickets? No, not even crickets. I mean, no, no, the crickets, the crickets are silent. You've heard of white noise, right? This is dark silence. (laughs) She announced her, I'm going to put it temporary retirement for music so that she can focus on her family. Discuss or trash? Trash. So, uh, all right. Well, what else you got? Um, Next, I have Kanye's new album. Discuss or trash? I was trying to intro that, but I mean, it's nothing to talk about. That's trash. You, it. You talk, you talk about crickets here. <laughs> Before we trash it, Walker, let me be let me be open and honest. Okay, I know, I know, I know, but. Walker, I'm impacted by this because as I told you before, (laughs) 
when Kim Kardashian West last year announced that this Yandi project was going to drop. <laughs> I was one of many who were on the supposed release date searching aggressively for this project that never happened. So now here we have. So we're this. discussing this? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna get these feelings off, and then we're gonna move on. So, because I wanna, I wanna at least for this one share why, why I'm trashing it. Okay. Um. So, so here we have again several months later, Kim Kardashian <laughs> revealing that her husband Kanye has a new album coming out. I'm not falling for it this time. I don't care. I don't care if it drops. I don't care. I'm done. Welcome back, Atri. How are you been, man? It's been great. Okay. Next up, we have Kevin Hart with some pretty uh, aggressive comments. No, not aggressive. He didn't really say much. (laughs) But we're going to, he was placed in the middle of Lil Nas X talking about um, the impact of him coming out with his uh, homosexuality and such. Discuss or trash? Let's discuss it. Okay. All right. So Kevin Hart was, as well as a few other people, um, Kevin Hart, Lil Nas X, uh, I think I could hear Charlamagne the God in the background. Yes. Um, they were on the HBO's recent episode of The Shop. Right. And there's a clip that surfaced from that episode of Lil Nas being asked about coming out as gay. You want to go ahead and play that for sure. us? That early success, you felt it was important to make a, an announcement recently. You said he was gay, so what? Yeah, what's the point? So why the, why uh, did cares? he feel that was necessary? about because- who cares? That's actually my question. Why do you feel it was necessary to come out and say that? It's not that, like, it's, like, being forced. It's just, like, knowing, like, growing up, like, I'm grown, I'm growing up to hate this shit. I'm not supposed to ever like this. Hate what? Hate what? Homosexuality, gay people. Come on now. Why are you going to If you're really from the hood, you know. You, like, you know, like, it's it's not some. So it's, like, for me, the, the cool dude with the song on top of everything to say this any other time, like, I'm doing this for attention in my eyes. But if you're doing this, like, while you're at the top, you know it's, like, for real. And it's, like, showing, like, it doesn't really, like, matter, I guess. Exactly, it does There it is. All right, Gat. Um, you, you, ooh, you, your, your face is turning. Well, how do you feel? Oh, Walker, for, for starters, I'm not, I'm not sure. And I've listened to this clip several times, but what, what, is, what is Nas X talking about? Like, like I, I get the general, like, yeah, you know, people thought I did this for attention, but like, uh, supposedly he's really gay. But um, he, I guess he talked about, I guess he's harping on the fact that him deciding to come out being from the hood, per se, was a bigger deal than what everybody else made it to be. Now, now being honest, Walker, we trashed, <laughs> we trashed this when it came as news across our table. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of guilty of what he's talking to us about right now. Is that is that right? Is that fair to say? I mean, I think we feel kind of like what the people in the shop was talking about. Like, okay, and right, yeah. But it, does he does he want does he want more? Like, does he want more attention? I saw more. I, he, no, no, I don't think so. I I, I don't know what I don't know what, what he doing. wants, man. Because I don't I don't I don't know his angle. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let's let's stay on target. Let's stay on target with with the whole because. Kevin Hart is who outside of Lil Nas X is who we're hearing in the main this main clip, right? So he said two words in this clip and got 
hell for it. Ah, okay, okay. Caught hell for it. Okay, right. So, so that's what we're harping on. So I, I'm, I'm shifting too. Where much a lot of eyes. people, okay. where a lot of people are going at him is that he comes off as dismissive of Lil Nas X coming out. Okay, right. Now, first off. The timing of this couldn't have been even more worse as though Kevin Hart is currently in the hospital. We don't know what kind of quality of life this man is going to have with Correct. the serious back injuries and surgeries he's had this week. We pray for a speedy recovery, Kevin Hart, sidebar. But number one, the timing couldn't be bad. But number two, I just feel like when it comes to Kevin, I don't think people have forgiven him for the tweets that came out earlier this year when it was announced he was going to host the Oscars. Right, right. Right? Right. So now anytime a subject about homosexuality comes up, he's already on thin ice because of his past. Sure. And the fact that a lot of people haven't forgiven him. I don't think, and you know, when you look at it objectively, there were points made on both sides that, that I could see. All right. Let's start with Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X is saying basically what I got because I actually did some reading up on this as well is that what I got from Lil Nas X is that he felt that coming from coming from his neighborhood there was a lot of homophobia I mean coming from our culture we see it a lot I mean why we have to say pause and no homo every other three sentences right right what that does is that in the mind of people, it says, okay, if it's gay, I don't want no parts of it. Right. Even if that, that may be what I am, I don't want people to know that that's what I am. Okay. So him coming out at the height of his career was his way of letting other people who may be suffering in silence to know that, Hey, it's okay. If I can do it, you can do it. I can see that. Right. Now, while people are pretty much stringing heart on a cross right now, again, they need to also know that, okay, I don't think Kevin Hart was being dismissive. I think Kevin Hart was saying, okay, you gay. And I, I, I really think that's what his, his attitude was. Right. I don't think it was like, man, whatever, whatever about your experience and struggle. I don't think that's what he was getting at. Because my thing is that you and me announcing to the world that I'm straight and I love my wife. <laughs> People are gonna say, <laughs> "What else you got?" <laughs> Absolutely, right? right? Yeah. And my thing is, as a community, the LGBTQ community, isn't that what we want? Because what's on the other side of that? <laughs> I mean, that there's acceptance there. It's yeah, normalized. Right. But but think about Kevin Hart. I mean, think about him. They went and resurfaced tweets that he made, you know, almost a decade prior. Right. Going, you know, I guess. And we can't, and we can't. So what, what do you want him to do? Do you want, I mean, do you want Great to, question. That, Great that's question. My, that's my question. Okay, so that leads me, I had a question I wanted to ask you, right? Right. In this situation, what, what, what is expected here? Because I look at what what's expected. The mute button on the microphone. I mean, well, I mean, there's not sure. There's nothing else. There's nothing my else. Thing is, my thing is this. Kevin Hart went on CNN, I think on Don Lemon's show. Or I think either Don Lemon, Don Lemon wanted him to come on the show. Something like that. During early in this year with the whole issue with his tweets from nine, ten years ago. Okay. Right. right. Is it okay to understand 
what the LGBTQ community goes through. Is that sufficient or do you have to be an ally of theirs in order to be forgiven? Ooh. Now, reason, here's why I asked that. Here's one of the that's rare, a, here's one question. of the rare examples or one of the rare times I compare struggles, right? Not all struggles are created equal. You look at the black struggle. We're, we ask white people at the very minimum, the very minimum, we just want you to understand what we're going through. Mm. Stop playing dumb right. like you don't get it, right? Right. So if I can ask white people or non-black people to understand what black people go through when they get pulled over by police or when they experience racism or when they experience whatever, right? Right. The least I can do as a straight male is understand what gay people go through, right? Sure. And I think I just communicated that by explaining what Lil Nas X was getting at, Mm. right? Yeah. So in the part of Kevin Hart, if he's saying, hey, okay, you gay. What else? Right? Are we ask are, is is it required of Kevin to be an ally of the LGBTQ community for him to be forgiven? Because I feel like that's the only that's the only avenue of forgiveness really. And I, my In thing my is is that is that optional? Cuz I think that's optional. I think at the very least you can be understanding, right. but but is that a is that a requirement? Mm. Like I'm not requiring all white people <laughs> to join and all. They're not equipped <laughs> to do that. Right. You, right. And in some cases we don't want people. You, some, some people make bad allies. Sure. Right. Yeah. So at the very least you can ask people to understand my third point about all of this get just to put a bow on this. This shows me that as a society, we're not ready to have conversations. Mm, come on. Right. Yeah. I don't know how little Nas X felt leaving that interview. But reading other people's responses from this, we're not ready to have conversations with people who feel differently than we do. You and I do this week in and week out. Right. And we we agree to disagree. But after that, after this, these mics go off, we're joking, we're laughing, whatever. Right. We get our opinions out and then we have to work on, okay, how do we work together in light of these differences of opinion? Yes, and it's okay. It's okay if you feel different. Yes. Yeah, we may rag on each other like, whoa, hot take. Right. You know, we may, that happens. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not throwing you away or demonizing you because you see it differently than I do. Correct. It's what makes this world go round. Right. And as long as we're going to have these issues, we're going to have people who feel differently and who are going to fall on different sides of the fence. The question is, how do we work together in light of that? That's the thing. And I don't know where, I don't know how people take Kevin or people who feel like he does. Like, it's not a big deal because my thing is, I thought that was the point. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, it's a question we ask. I would love to have a conversation with someone from the LGBT community. It'd be great to have them on the pod and we talk it out. But my thing is what, what is, what is the minimum requirement versus what ideally we would want you would want from people who are not of the LGBTQ community. Hmm. That's me asking. I know. I, 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 I mean, I think it's a great question. Okay. All right. Something to think about. Like, like Kanye, I don't have the answers. <laughs> so anyway. Um, okay. Speaking of comedians getting backlash. <laughs> with the LGBT community. With the, with the LGBTQ community. <laughs> we, uh, we have next up Dave Chappelle. 
uh, his Sticks and Stones uh, document, not documentary, comedy special on Netflix, which I'm hoping a lot of you have seen by now, has gotten some backlash. And we, we talked about this a little bit last week. And I, I was questioning if it's gotten any. Um, I hadn't seen any. But anyway, uh, <laughs> can you ask me if we can discuss or trash this? <laughs> Get Discuss or trash? Trash. Okay. I was leaning towards trash. Too. Thank you. We, we, we basically put a bone in with Kevin. Yes. So I'm cool with that. Walker, last but not least. <laughs> yes. We, we got oh, We oh, have go ahead. an go evolving ahead. Uh, final topic for discussing trash, and that is the Antonio Brown situation. I'm not even going to ask Walker, so I'm going to hand it over to you and let you just get into this. Um, This is the come up of the week. <laughs> Maybe of the year. This is the come up of the year. This guy was so close to being player of the week. We, I was polishing off the player of the week award. I grabbed it out of the cupboard, and and it, they were starting to get a little dusty. <laughs> I put a little polish on it. I was wiping it off, and then this news came through. What's the news, Gat? Uh, you mean the latest? The latest, uh, Anto- latest and greatest. Antonio Brown is. Um, he was released from the Raiders on Saturday. And within hours was a member of the New England Patriots. I had to put that that trophy back in the cupboard. And speaking of trophies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might as well etch another one for, you know, like, why waste time? Well played, sir. Okay. Well played. Well played. Greatest come up. Greatest come up story of 2019. Walker, we... It, seeing Beautiful. How, seeing how this story developed... Beautiful. Since Friday... <laughs> Into now, it's beautiful. I don't know about you, but I had different different angles I was going to attack this. But I'm just going to go ahead and just say this, and this will end my comments on this. But there is no doubt in my mind that this was arranged by the Patriots. This was the best. That and Bill Antonio Belichick Brown. could never have drawn up a better play. But you, I don't care what they do I, the rest of this season. No play was better than the play they just drew up this past I, week. I lied, Walker. Um, I do have another question. Go for it. This reeks of collusion. Okay. But we know the Patriots are the darling of Mr. Goodell in the NFL, right? And the Patriots are some of the most trifling. No, uh, Walker, you can't say that. I mean, the video camera thing wasn't was a that was a coincidence. Like the flake game. The flake. Uh, well, you know, I mean, the 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 barometric pressure was involved there. I mean, like, I'll you let can't, you, you can't I'll let call, you have that and laugh in silence. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate strong here. But these are all coincidences, right? Well, I mean, we're not talking about cheaters here, right? Mm. You know? Mm. So, anyway, I just, my, my thing is, I want to know if anyone else can see the elephant in the room that, that reeks of collusion. And we know how the story ends. Like, Goodell's not going to touch his buddy Kraft or Belichick. Good, Gatry. The huh? elephant in the room? Ooh, who Belichick's friend? Saban? Who is he coach? You see, I, got, I got bars he here. Got bar- <laughs> I see you, You dude. want me to start spitting on this. Freestyle Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I mean. The biggest come up of 2019. Hey. The best. Hey, listen. And we still got four months left. We're going to see some beautiful. <laughs> we're going to see some amazing plays drawn up by the New England. We're going to see them in the shotgun, under center. There's no play better than what they drew up this past week. Yeah, no. None. None. And, they, no and, and and Brady needed another go-to receiver because who's just retired? Who just retired? Did, did Gronk retire? Gronk did retire. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he needed a new number one? 
The best play, the best play they drew up all year was the one they did before the season started. Did you did you see the the article, the news thing that ESPN released earlier today? No, I haven't seen it. Where the uh, Patriots were in talks with the Steelers to trade for AB, mm-hmm. but the Steelers dismissed those talks because they didn't want to trade them to a rival. Absolutely, absolutely. Walker, no. guess, guess who the Patriots play tonight? Steelers. <laughs> Steelers, Steelers. If only, yeah. <laughs> Which one? Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Listen, man. I get it. When you're on the trade, because AB got traded from the Steelers to the Raiders in the off season, right? Yes. Yes. So he knew the teams who were interested in him, right? right? So he goes, okay, what's better than losing $30 million in guaranteed money? I've always been on a competitive team, right? Right. I've always been the featured guy, right? I've always been in the playoffs, right? All right, $30 million in guaranteed money is great, but I want want a contract... I want to be the featured guy and I want to win games and I want to play with the arguably, I don't even know if it's arguably at this point anymore, the greatest quarterback, right? Six rings. Six rings. The and I'm not even crazy about the Patriots. Let's just, let's just say it. But great is the it. GOAT, right? Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, you can hate. Go ahead and hate, but don't argue the six rings. I can't argue them. Can't argue them. Yeah. So he says, I know what I'll do. I'll make a big deal about this helmet. Hey, is he arguing about a helmet now? <laughs> Are we looking at you, Raider Nation? Suddenly it doesn't matter. It doesn't no. matter no more, does it, Raider Nation? No, no, no. I got to take you before that. You know what? I'll step into this cryogenic machine with no shoes going <laughs> sub 50 degrees. Yeah, that'll get him to cut me. <sighs> Freeze my feet off. And call the GM a cracker in the process? One of the best plays drawn up in all of all season. Can we... Um, can we... I don't like to applaud this normally, but uh, <laughs> this dude went from player of the week to shout out kind of. So uh, I don't know. Hey, uh, Walker, this is this is really weird, but we got, hey, we actually got AB calling in. So stupid. Sorry, we had to get him back. He's got a game to prepare for. But uh. That's wow. all I got, man. Yeah. So come up story 2019. I don't even know what this app, but whatever. We'll be watching the NFL, I guess. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap this thing up with our critically acclaimed <laughs> shout outs and player of the week segment. Walker, people don't like this as much, but they like it. So um, not they as long do. of a round of applause there. They, they want to, they want to talk about it. They want to trash it. You know, we're a cancel culture. Mm. Um, okay. So we're going to start off with shout outs. Um, my question to you is Walker, do you want to lead us off or is it me? I'll shout it out. Okay. Go ahead, Walker. Um, this particular person is unnamed, but what I want to shout out is in, and I guess we can talk about this on a side convo as well okay um there's been an outpouring of support for the bahamas Uh, um as we know uh they were hit hard by the hurricane heavy storms flooding um damage the like and there's been a tremendous outpouring of support um for the bahamas people i think like tyler perry the ludicrous i saw a lot of people 
uh, stepping in to, to show their support and help. But the person I want to highlight, individual I would like to highlight, this individual went to Costco and he purchased, I want to say, 100 generators oh, to wow. send to his, we do not have this man's name, but he purchased 100 generators from Costco to send over to the Bahamas to help in their relief effort. They were able to get this man's receipt and it's reported according to CNN that his purchase read $49,285.70. The generators cost $450 each. He purchased a hundred of those. Wow. These are the good Samaritans and angels walking this earth that we need to clone. Yes. Seriously. I don't know about you, Walker, but my card ain't swiping for that. <laughs> my card getting declined for that. Let's, let's have real talk. I can try it. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Walker. It declined. Would you like to try a different card? <laughs> no, but then it's, it's I, I just want to shout man. out. I want to shout out the people who are doing would just have a heart of gold yeah a heart of gold and that whoever this man is or person excuse beautiful me, people whoever man. this person is beautiful people man. embodiment of that yeah that so is, i just want to is, shout out that individual yes um walker my shout out is going to come with a little bit of scrutiny before you get into that how are your folks doing in the Bahamas? man they're doing well that um, that part of the bahamas didn't get yes and we're and it, it's such a it's such a slippery slope because i'm th- i'm selfishly thankful mm-hmm. that my family's okay but right I mean, you talk about an island that's a stone's throw away from Nassau. It's just, as you've seen, just obliterated. Yeah. And the thing I love about my family in Nassau in particular, um, of all the concern that we've shown them, they're redirecting our thoughts and and our prayers to what's happening at Grand Bahama and Abaco. So um, it's just... and. Of course, I mean that—that's my mother's homeland. So we're—we're—we're going to do all we can from here to support them as best we can. I mean, and keep us posted on what we can do to help as well. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now Um, to you. Yeah. So, so my shout out is going to come with a little bit of scrutiny, especially from you, Walker. Um, Does the name John Schnatter ring a bell? No. Okay. You may remember John Schnatter from. certain delivery pizza chain called papa john's yeah yeah we we gave him the business on one of our earlier episodes but you know the the one of the continual questions on this podcast is do we give people the right to change well listen to my shout out here walker um john schnatter this and this goes this goes well with our main topic as well but he's made a sizable one million dollar donation to Simmons College in Kentucky. HBCU challenge and HBCU. He's he's the first person up in our challenge. This is amazing. So, um, for for those of you who may not know, John Snatter stepped down as CEO back in 2017 um, by being very critical of the NFL protests and by way of using the N word in a, a company conference call. Right. So, um, you know, we often wonder, are people going to learn from their mistakes? Well, I can't really say that he's learned or not, but this is a start. It's a start. This is a very noteworthy movement. So um, I've got to shout him out because he didn't have to do this. He could have faded to black with it, with, with this million dollars and know whatever he wanted to do. But it seems like something has penetrated this man's heart and or soul and at he, he's made he's made a valuable contribution to an HBCU. So I'm gonna give it up for John Schnatter. 
That's enough. <laughs> the soundboard giveth and it taketh away. <laughs> all right. All right, Walker. All right. Let's wrap up with this foolishness, man. So, so, all right. Is yours serious or? My, mine, mine is kind of serious. So I mean, no, no one died, but this is just... <laughs> That was pretty morbid. Um, this could have been a real situation. This is just this is just a situation of somebody being really stupid, but really played themselves are on the back end la- of that. Are we going to laugh at this? Yes, we are going to laugh at this one. This okay. one. Um, can I just go? Go. Oh. Okay. Cool. Um, this this man has a lot of names, Walker. So just bear with me here. Okay. I bring to you, Walker, Mister Abdul Majid Maruf Ahmed Alani. Spell that. Oh, later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the next podcast will be the spelling of this man's twenty names. Goodness. But um, nah, dude, check this out. This guy used to work for American Airlines, right? Okay. He was he was one of the guys that would, in particular, inspect certain things on the plane before they take off. Right. But um, one of his biggest focuses, really important job. Yeah. One of his biggest focuses was the navigation system that the planes use to kind of, you know, see what their depth is and see, like, how far they are from other planes and see exactly where they are. Right. So, um, Mr. Al- I'm just going to call him Mr. Alani because I'm not going to go through that again. Fair enough. Mr. Alani, who had been who had been employed by American Airlines since 1988, okay. um, was very, very upset about his recent request for a bump in pay. Right. So, um Seeing that he couldn't get anywhere with his immediate supervisor, he thought that it would be a great idea to endanger the lives of many involved on this particular aircraft. Okay. So upon this particular inspection uh, of this flight actually leaving out of Miami, um, Mr. Alani goes in and he purposely detaches in a, a critical wire that goes from the navigation purposefully? system. Purposefully? I thought I heard that right. Yes. That goes from the navigation system navigation system to the cockpit to where the pilots can read it okay so um <clears throat> thankfully uh, the the pilot's awareness upon firing up this jet engine and checking everything they notice hey we're not getting any type of response from our navigation system so they shut everything down they get everybody off the plane they reroute another plane because this is something this is like code blue in in av aviation like you're not going to fly without this okay so um they 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 get everybody off the plane rewrite everybody whatever so um seeing that this is a pretty odd error uh american airlines went and you know looked at uh camera video footage (laughs) so what they found not only did they find mr alani spending a little too much time in this particular compartment uh without alerting someone else who's actually supposed to fix it upon further review you like that nfl uh jargon i kind of threw in there i see what you did there they saw that this man it seen, and he admitted to this later but it turns out that mr alani had broken some broken this wire realized that this was not the wire that he intended to break Oh, okay. Tried to phone, use foam, some type of foam substance to fuse them back together, thinking no one would ever notice. No, so, it's um, the pilot who's waiting on the navigation system to work. Other than him, no uh, one this, would notice. It's a lot of guys spending a lot of time under that hood over there. I wonder what's going on. Right. But so, um, anyway, so <laughs> this this man, Mr. Alani, they they found him on camera. They approached him. He he owned it. He admitted it. I mean, how, he didn't really have a leg to stand on. Um, but not only did he not get his pay raise, uh, he lost <laughs> his job, his longtime job of 
at uh, American Airlines and um, is potentially looking at legal implications to this. Whoa. So, um, Mr. Alani, uh, before your trial, come out and have a seat with us, man. Uh, we 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 want to know what you are thinking exactly. And does he get you the shot? Idiots! So you <laughs> does he get the shiny award? No. You know what? Give him the dusty one. I'm giving him the fecal award. No, we don't carry around stuff like that. Okay, that's true. We have people that do though. <laughs> we know people. That is yes. that is certain. That is certain. Um, the shiny play of the week, the one that I was that shined up and polished up for Antonio Brown, goes to Boone Camp Event Hall in Booneville, Mississippi. <laughs> one of my favorite towns. <laughs> we were there never. <laughs> No, no, dude. I'm I'm not kidding. You you been to Booneville? June thirty first. You been we, Booneville? June thirty first. We were there. What's in Booneville, dude? You're not listening to me, Walker. On mm-hmm. June thirty first, we made a trip to Booneville. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh boy, this guy right here. Okay, so here's what happened. They are an event hall, of course. They do weddings, okay? Right. They actually refuse to do a wedding for this couple. Okay. An, an interracial couple. Hmm. Okay? Black man, white woman. So after they refuse to service these these individuals, and I didn't, I have the clip of it, and I forgot to give it to you, but you. I'll paraphrase it. Okay. I'll just paraphrase it. All right. So... The guy's, uh, I guess his last name is Welch, but his sister, LaCambria Welch, went up to the venue because she needed an explanation. She reminds me a lot about, she reminds me a lot of the women in my family. Okay? <laughs> okay. So she went up and confronted the the owner of, of, the, of, this, of this business and was recording her. Recording her while they was having this conversation. So LaCambria Welch, who sounds like one of my homegirls too, by the way, um, asked her, basically asked her why was the reasoning for, for refusing the service. The woman responds, well, first of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race because of our, and she, she made a mistake and said this, but she, she cleaned it up because of our Christian race. I mean, our Christian belief. Okay. So it's because of the woman's Christian belief where they don't do gay weddings or a mixed race. Okay. Okay. You follow? Yeah. So then the woman says, okay, we're Christian. This is what the La- Cambria said. She comes back and said, well, we Christians as well. So tell me where in the Bible it tells you that that's wrong to do mixed race. She interrupts. She says, well, I don't want to argue my faith. Welch says, that's fine. And the woman's like, we don't participate. We just choose not to. And that was the end of that. Okay. She's caught on, like, this goes viral. This woman's caught doing this. And basically, <laughs> uh, of course, she gets under mad scrutiny, right? Yeah. Um, the video got posted by, I believe, Deep South Voice got more than 2 million views on Twitter and YouTube and their Facebook page got shut down over the weekend 
of course they re- released you, you know there's such thing as a religious freedom law right you remember that issue back in 2016 where businesses could refuse service yes to people and they could cite religious beliefs right. basically what she cited <laughs> to her yeah well the city of boonville um basically uh yeah the city of boonville boonville released a statement in response to that woman's claims the city of Boonville, the mayor and board of aldermen do not discriminate on the basis of race, religion, gender, age, national origin, disability, marital status, sexual orientation, or military status. Okay? Mm-hmm. Furthermore, the city of Boonville, mayor and board of aldermen do not condone or approve of these types of discriminatory policies. So basically, this woman went rogue and just basically practiced her own Racism. Now, here's what's so funny about this. I know this is taking a while. I'm being a little winded. That's okay. But this woman, this woman in her apology, she issued an apology. Okay. She basically <laughs> cited her upbringing in that a racial boundary because she, she was an older white woman. Okay. Basically citing that racial boundaries were not cr- supposed to be crossed, and it was implied that you stay within your own race. This woman went to go look in the Bible to see if she could find where it showed where you're not supposed to be married with the people outside of your race. To her surprise, she couldn't find anything. (laughs) I know, right? If she only looked in the book before Genesis. (laughs) So that's what we're dealing with in Booneville, Mississippi. Booneville, Boone Camp Event Hall in Booneville, Mississippi. I want you to take this shiny Player of the Week award. On behalf of me and Antonio Brown, <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. Have a seat and enjoy this award. If we could, if we're going to start calling this the Antonio Brown Player of the Week award. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this was okay. meant for him. Uh, remember, this award was meant for him. True, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Because you remember, I, I told you he was you Player were, of the Week man, before. Dude, you were so ready for AD. I was salivating. Oh, my goodness. You I were told so you ready. I was polishing off the award. I went in the cupboard and got to working. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's all Jeez. I got. Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Racism's still alive. I mean, alive and They well. just be concealing it. Gee whiz. Shout out to Kanye. That is nuts. Um, Before we get out of here... I think I'm going to go with Stillman College. Okay. And I'm thinking I may want to go with TSU. Oh. Tennessee State. Okay. Tennessee State, I sent a college, like I sent some interest to, to Tennessee State, you know, when you write college letters right. in high school. Oh. Tennessee State and Auburn were the two schools I wrote to. You are kidding. Kid you not. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start I'm gonna start with X, XU, Xavier, okay. in New Orleans. Uh, I think I have to start there for marital reasons. And um, we'll see. I mean, I guess Tuskegee would be in there, too. Yeah, throw Tuskegee in there. Yeah, okay. Tuskegee and Xavier. Good choices. So, uh, listeners, stay tuned. And um, that's the, yeah, and that's that's the, we're going to call this the HBCU challenge. I like that. Hey, John, John Schneider's already there. He's already there. He's on board. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Walker, thanks for this dope track, too, by the way. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, no man. problem. Anytime. Anytime. We do it for our tribe, right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, we want to wish you a very productive, safe week. Um, thank you for listening. This is the Tipping Point Podcast.